0: Trusted by the top names in the real estate industry like Kyle Whistle, Andrew Franklin, John Kitchens, and many more. Get ready to up your success and we'll help you achieve your business goals. Book your free consultation at SpearRocketVA.com and find out how we can make your life easier.
1: What's up? Welcome back to another episode of the Icon Podcast. I am your host, Gianna. Today we've got Brian Dale. Welcome to the show. Thanks for taking the time.
2: Yeah, it's a pleasure. Thanks for having me.
1: Of course. So Brian, tell me about yourself. Who are you? Where are you from? How did you grow up to be a real estate agent?
2: Sure. So my name is Brian Dale. I'm originally from New York City. Um, I started in real estate at the end of 2013. So before real estate, I was in the moving and storage industry. I was working for a moving and storage company, and I also had a moving business on the side. Um, In addition to that, I was going to school, but didn't really know what I wanted to do. Uh, About my second year in college, I dropped out and I continued to just focus on my moving business. And what I realized is that as I was moving couches up six flights of stairs, there was always a well-dressed person who came and congratulated the client and drove off in a nice car. And I said, hmm, you know what? That person is not breaking their back. I want to do what they do. And so I applied for my real estate license, took the course, and I got licensed. I um, went with the first broker to call me back, which is probably not the best decision. But when you're uh,
1: you're just getting into it, you don't know better.
2: Yeah, I didn't know better. I just wanted. I was just so eager to just get started. Um, So I licensed with a very small office, and uh, basically, the broker had a subscription to Zillow and. He told me, uh, all of these leads are closable. Just take them out, put them in your car, drive them around. So I wasn't really qualifying people. I kind of let the moving business go to the side so I could focus on real estate. And so I was going on my lunch breaks. I was on my off days and showing people. And long story short, almost quit the business after my first year. And then I joined a new brokerage. And my second year, I joined a large Franchise. Um, Can I say the names on this? Sure. Yeah, go ahead. I joined Keller Williams in my second year. And so it was a different environment for me. Um, I was around a lot of other agents and uh, took trainings. And I started to realize that the agents who did well went after listings. Mm -hmm. So uh, I started to commit to lead generation. I got the schedule at my job changed to an afternoon shift. So I was able to go into the office at 9 a.m. I would call expired listings, I would call old expireds. Um, and I just started building a database. Um, by the end of my second year, I was able to quit the biz, uh, my job and awesome. go into the business full time. So my third year in real estate, I sold about 35 homes and started building a team. My fourth year in real estate, I sold 51 homes. Um, my fifth year in real estate, I kind of had a vision of being an independent broker. And I tried to go that route. And it failed miserably. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I ended up going back to the company I was with Um, 2020. I was about to have my best month ever. I took 13 listings in March of 2020. And then COVID happened. And at the time, my expenses were at an all time high, I had a full time assistant, I was renting office space in Keller Williams I, uh, I was paying for a lot of marketing. And long story short, a lot of my deals fell apart. We weren't allowed to show properties in 2020 and kind of just went through a really low moment um, and kind of dug myself out of it. And I found EXP. And I found EXP because I realized that um, it was about six or seven months since I last went into the office, like other than going in to drop off a commission check or pick one up. Um, So I had to find something better. And the two options for me were either join a 100% real estate company where I pay a flat fee every month and get 100%, or join exp And the reason why I joined exp is I looked at the vision for three months, three years down the way, five years down the way, and um, the opportunity for building wealth was so much bigger than the money I would save on paying a commission, and so. I joined EXP and uh, I've been working from home since the middle of 2020 and had the best year ever last year. It was about 67 deals. I, Since joining EXP, I did not hire my assistant back. I went with all virtual assistants. Okay. So now I have uh, four, four virtual uh, employees. I have uh, Derek who's full-time in the Philippines, Armina who works on Derek's off days, I have Wayne, who's a virtual ISA, uh, and then I have um, Steve, who's also a virtual ISA. And um, yeah, expenses are on all time low and uh, here I am.
1: And just efficient as all heck. So that's awesome, Brian. Um, So then how were you introduced to eXp? Obviously it wasn't your first brokerage, so who brought that to your attention? How did that transition go for you?
2: Sure, so actually my first time really visiting eXp was in 2019. Mm -hmm. And back in 2019, when I had this idea of opening up a brokerage, I um, rented an office space, which was a fixer upper. Mm -hmm. And this was in the Bronx, New York. And my plan was originally to open up that office as a brokerage. Um, However, as I started doing the renovation, I was still at Keller Williams. And um, I found out that there was violations on the, the building, the property itself and so i could not finish the renovation that i that i did so i spent about thirty five thousand dollars on you know framing it out and renovating it without being able to finish the job and it got to a point where the people in the office knew i was leaving and i kind of had to go and um my relationship was kind of dwindled and the reason why is because i used to teach a lot of trainings at keller williams and uh, over time, I just wanted to focus on my business and they kind of wanted me to keep teaching like the Ignite courses and the trainings. And I said, unfortunately, I'm not getting anything out of it. Right. And, um, and um, you know, I've taught all of these trainings and I just want to focus on my business. And it was just uh, a little bit of a clash and I had to go. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the time, I, my office wasn't ready. And so I started looking into other brokerages and I met an individual named uh, Juan Baraneci. And Juan went over the EXP model and kind of went over it as an alternative to opening up a brokerage. And that's really how I saw it. And so I fell in love with the model um, immediately and I rented out a temporary space because I still thought that my space, original space was gonna get finished, which never happened. Um, so we started working out of a temporary office that was upstairs from a bakery, and uh, it was a really uncomfortable environment. But at the time, I had the mindset where I had to go into the office to be productive. Um, mm-hmm. I bought my house in 2018, and I had a home office that basically sat empty. My computer collected dust, and I always went into the office to work. So um, my whole team was going into this shabby temporary rental upstairs from a bakery, and we were with eXp. And unfortunately, although I loved the model um, because of the mindset of working in the office, I eventually went back to the company I was with. So I was with EXP for about three months
1: uh-huh. and I went
2: back to Keller Williams because a different Keller Williams branch approached me, a different uh, franchise. Yeah. And they made me an offer. They, they flew me out to mega camp and uh, made me a great offer. And long story short, I went back. And so I went back in the uh, fall in October of 2019. And then I was with Keller Williams and then COVID happened. And then I went through the whole you know, uh, gauntlet that most agents went through. And I was kind of forced to work from home. And from being forced to work from home, um, I realized that really it was just habit. And it was a limiting belief that I couldn't be productive from home. And so what the agents on my team and I started doing is instead of lead generating in the office together, we would put a Zoom call and we would call it the virtual sales room. And we would all enter the Zoom call and we would do our prospecting while we had a Zoom call going in the background. So we still got to listen to each other and kind of feed off of each other. And I started to realize that I was actually more productive working from home. Um, I didn't have the energy expenditure of having to drive to the office and um I eventually came to the point where um, I was the opposite of where I was in uh, in 2019, where now I, I fell in love with working virtually. And uh, the only thing left to do was to join a virtual company.
1: That's awesome. What a, what a story, what a journey to get back to EXP. And Brian, you know, now that you're here, it took a while to get the hang of it, but what is your favorite part about EXP? Why is this uh, like, you know, I don't want to say end game because, of course, if a better model came out tomorrow, we're not Mm -hmm. stuck. Mm -hmm. But why does this seem like, uh, you know, in the perfect world, this would be the end game for you?
2: So that's a great question. Um, I'm majority listing based. I about 80 to 85% of my business is listings. Mm -hmm. Um, And what that has caused over the years is a lot of agents would come to me and want to work with me. And back when I was with my old company, Um, the way that I was always told to work with other agents is to have them join my team and they would have to give me 50% of their commissions. And that was the only way to really have a partnership with them. And um, unfortunately, because of that, I I built a lot of fans, but I didn't have a lot of agents that I was incentivized to help. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, when I was with my old company, I taught countless trainings and I did it really just to, to help other agents but I never really got anything out of it. Now, so many of those agents that reached out to me and wanted to work with me, they now work with me and it, and and I don't have to take any piece of their commission out of their pocket because of the wonderful revenue share model that we now have.
1: Yeah, no, that's awesome. And um, you know, great, great way of explaining that. And Brian, before we dive into all things Icon, tell me about you know, a little more about you, about work-life balance, right? So we talked about how you've got a, a kiddo now. And so, um, you know, work-life balance looked a lot different to you uh, before that time in 2020. And now, um, you know, I teased you, hey, are you one of those realtors that don't believe in days off? But now you are. So kind of walk me through um, your mindset on, on every aspect of that.
2: Yeah, so I, I used to be the realtor that um, I, I loved to travel. Mm-hmm. Um, I would travel about four or five times a year, and basically, I would book vacations and I would take no days off. And then, when I'd go on vacation, I would just disconnect. Yes. And that was kind of my life back then. And then, uh, after having my son, um, it kind of just, uh, of course, having a kid, whoever knows, kind of like your first time really just is a, uh, a shocker. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Um, It was almost a year last year almost a whole year where i did not lead generate at all and my whole i just gave all my business away to my team and you know funny enough it was my my best year ever but um i um i kind of had to reinvent myself and i recently jumped back into lead generation in the beginning of this year um and so in terms of balancing it i I wake up in the morning and I try to just keep a routine. I meditate. I make that very important part of my life. I meditate for 15 minutes every morning and I, then I pray and give gratitude. And um, I notice that that's kind of like a habit that grounds me every morning. And if I can do that, then I'm able to kind of just handle the stress of what happens every day. Mm -hmm. And um, by being, by remaining calm throughout each day, I'm able to take days off, but on my off days, I'm still, I'm still answering text messages. I'm still answering emails. Um, I never really feel the need to completely disconnect anymore. Um, because I've accepted the fact that I, I love what I do. Um, before I was kind of like, I wasn't doing this. I wasn't meditating. I used to just wake up in the morning and grab my phone. And the first thing I would do is answer my emails and my texts. And now I, I I don't touch my phone for at least an hour and a half each morning. Like I'll wake up, I'll have an hour and a half, and then I'll touch my phone and I'll catch up on everything.
1: That's great. That's great.
2: And the do not disturb button is like the most underrated thing in the whole world. Um,
1: I, love, I, love yeah. I love the do not disturb button. <laughs> gets me in trouble sometimes when uh, I miss an email from a podcast guest that's like, oh, I don't have the link. Uh, But man, I love that do not disturb button. All times of the day, uh, we live in a world, maybe not you realtors, but I live in a world where I would much rather have you text me. (laughs) I will be able to do so much better than through a phone call because it gives me time to think about answers and do the research and everything else. So anyway... I digress. I digress from that, but, um, Brian, so, you know, you talked about virtual assistants, you talked about having a real assistant. So when you were um, getting to the point where you were scaling up your business, what were some of those first yeah. hires you had to make or some of those tasks you had to take off the plate first to be able to focus on that growth?
2: Sure. The, the very first hire that I made was an administrative assistant. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, She would uh, do my listings, put my listings up. When I would uh, take listings, Uh, she would schedule the showings, take the calls from agents, the incoming calls from agents. She would um, print out my uh, CMAs. She would eventually start doing my CMAs for me before my listing appointments. Uh, She would call and confirm my appointments for me. Um, She would do memorandums of sale. She would uh, do transaction management and uh, over time i realized that aside from the printing um, a lot of the stuff that she did could be outsourced and uh that's how i came to a va and um i noticed too that in getting a va uh, the process of training them you know a lot of people ask me how i train my vas it was actually a lot simpler um i used to have my assistant because i had two full-time admins one of them got a different. Uh, job uh, career offer somewhere and you know and i had my second one but the, the same i trained them both the same way they would sit over my shoulder and i would say watch what i do this is how you do this and they would take notes on a notepad and with my vas we just screen record i mean we i do the call i screen record it and it gets saved in a library and if i hire a different va they just get the recording and it's just so much easier Um, So that was like a big game changer for me.
1: So efficient. That's absolutely, Brian. That's a great idea uh, for those watching, thinking about bringing on VAs or, um, you know, maybe uh, your administrative, you know, Real life administrative assistant is is moving on to different career options. You're thinking VA is the next move. Have them screen record that training. Have them screen record processes that way. Um, you know when you're making that switch over, it's it's a lot easier for everyone. And um, Brian, let's talk production now in your market, right? So, what's that average housing price look like for you? How many homes do you have to sell to be able to cap in your area?
2: So the average price for us here, it's around. I would say between five to 600,000. Um, it used to be a little lower. It used to be about 400 to 500,000 and it went up over the years. Um, so here, uh, the average commission is anywhere from two to 3%. Um, and the average amount of sales that we would have to do to cap is probably around eight, I would say say around seven to 10 sales.
1: Okay. Absolutely. And then, um, Brian, you know, beyond production, it's also about that cultural commitment, right? So you could be a mentor, about other icons, join panels, whatever that is. So what cultural commitment do you opt for? And why do you choose that one?
2: Well, the cultural commitment that I would opt for is I would want to be on panels mm-hmm. and I would want to uh, teach trainings in the EXP world. Okay. Awesome. Um, I would want, yeah. I would want to talk about lead generation and also, if possible, KV Core. Um, KV Core is something that stayed in the back of my mind after I left Exp in 2019. And like, I went back to Keller Williams, and you know, I, I tried to use commands, but it was just never the same. Um, I've used Follow Up Boss, Wise Agent. I've used Lion Desk. I've used so many CRMs. Nothing compares to KV Core um just having a combination of unlimited unlimited text messages for a set monthly price with the smart number um having a front facing website with back end tracking uh being able to put people on campaigns being able to generate leads new leads from people who call my for sale sign off of my smart number and have a campaign automatically implemented to them and send them a landing page i mean they're there's so many things um, to it, and you know, I before 2019, I was using uh, paper for my open houses. I was having people sign in, and you know, give them flyers. And then when I started really diving into KV Core, um, I was able to get rid of paper completely. Um, at the open houses, I would just get the KV Core app. I would pre-create a campaign ahead of time uh, to send the person. Um, a text saying thank you for coming into our property. Here's the link to the information with the IDX squeeze oh, page. And um, when I left Keller, when I left EXP in 2019, I had to stop doing that and I had to go back to paper, and it was just the worst. And so uh, the first thing that I did when I got back to EXP is like I just dived back into KV Core. And so digitalize like the- it all, digitalize everything, everything,
1: and it's it's so much more efficient that way too. And um, Brian, you know uh, the Icon Award comes with a lot of benefits, right? So you get a big glass, shiny trophy, the opportunity to go to ExpCon, shareholders, that cap back in stock. So, what's your favorite part about being an Icon agent? Why is that a standard for you now? Like, uh, continue.
2: Um, I I don't mean to be greedy by saying this, but the stock, the the cap back.
1: Listen, stock. Brian, that's everybody's answer. So. Everybody's answer. <laughs> I would ask you if you tried to pretend that wasn't your favorite part like all right right, quit bs and us
2: yeah that's 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 absolutely i mean there's there's no other company that that does that that gives gives up and it's a real it's real ownership in the company too i mean you're we're not just agents we're owners and that's what makes this company so unique
1: absolutely i love that it's an agent uh not an agent it's a brokerage built by agents for agents and that's just why it makes sense and that's why we've got you know, upwards of 84,000 agents come in here. And um, Brian, you know, for those that are looking at coming over to eXp, maybe they already have, uh, they want to icon in their first year, right? That's a goal for them. And they come to you for some advice, you know, is that possible for them to icon in the first year? What's some advice you may have for them or, you know, major mistakes for them to avoid?
2: Yeah, um, I think it's 100% possible, to, uh, do your icon in their first year. I think the mistake is thinking that you're going to do it in your first three months or your first five, six months. Um, things take time in real estate and it's all about building the pipeline and building the database. Um, my advice to any new agent that comes on board is the first thing you want to do is pull out your cell phone, go through your contacts and identify who you need to call today to let them know that you're in real estate. That's and awesome. Awesome. That until you get through that phone book. That would be the very first uh, thing. And uh, the second would be take advantage of the wonderful tools that we have. We have we have KV Core, which is an awesome CRM. Every holiday that comes around, I mean, from Labor Day to uh, Thanksgiving to Mother's and Father's Day, I'm sending a text message. I'm sending a mass text message to my whole database. And uh, it's just a a phenomenal tool to keep in touch with people.
1: Absolutely. I love that, Brian. And, um, you know, you offered some great advice in in like just you know, taking your time with it, make sure that, you know, it's a, it's a process and uh, lean into your mentors, ask questions, find ways to establish business. And those, those contacts are really never ending. Right. And, and people, you know, real estate agents get so offended when their friends choose to go with somebody else, but Hey man, if you're not at the top of your mind, if you are, you know, not promoting yourself on social media and maybe they're a friend of a friend that you considered close and they go with somebody else and you're like, Hey man, you know, what the heck? That person's like, man, I forgot you were a real estate agent. You weren't at the top of my mind. Stay at the top of mind. Stay in touch with those people. And um, Brian, so obviously you've been to Exp back and forth for a minute. And so obviously at one point you were probably skeptical of Exp. What was the what was your thought process on that? Because uh, a lot of people are like, oh, don't go to Exp. It's a pyramid scheme. It's a cult.
2: Yeah. So um, I think when I <laughs> cult. Cool. Um, it's funny you say that because people used to say that about the company I was with before, um, back years ago, I mean, there was nothing you could have told me. I was a diehard Keller Williams, uh, uh, fan. And I still keep my one thing book right there on my printer because I'm like, I'm still a huge fan of Gary Keller. And like, I believe in a lot of things that he's written in his books. Um, I think that one of the things that I, for me, the biggest thing was the virtual thing back then. I, I, I thought I couldn't work virtually. I thought I couldn't do it. I thought I had to be in the office to be productive. And then I realized I didn't. And then for that short time, when I started working from home between 2020 and 2021, I thought I was productive because I had a home office. And before I bought the house that I'm in today, I was in a two bedroom and my home office had to turn into a nursery. And I had to move my desk into the corner of my bedroom Mm. and I was still able to stay productive with three dogs and a newborn baby um, in a two bedroom apartment. And that really made me realize that um, working virtually can be done from anywhere with the right systems and habits in place.
1: Absolutely. No, I I love that. And if you have the support you need, I mean, a lot of people are are so scared about that remote world because they're like, man, I'm not tech savvy. I'm not this. I'm not that. I don't want to build an avatar. And then they come over here and they're like, man, I, I thought I would be so much more alone in this. And I'm just not. There's community. There's resources. People are here to help you understand that. And it's not to force you into technology, but it's to give you more freedom and flexibility within your lifestyle and work habits. Feel free to rent out an office space. Heck, there's an EXP agent in every market that I know of. And if you're not on their team, whatever, the door's still open, come use that brick and mortar, right? But um, Brian, you know, for people that are are looking to make the move and they've done some research, right? And they're like, man, like, this makes sense to me, but is it too good to be true? The grass is always greener. Again, pyramid scheme, it's a cult. So what would you say to them to kind of assure them that this is the right decision and to go ahead and make the jump to eXp?
2: Sure, well, um, I think that, eXp, I see it more as a platform at the end of the day. Um, people work with uh, uh, the agents, not the company, right? There's oh, yeah. um, in sellers. They, they don't, I think the old school thinking of real estate is that, you know, you're, company's reputation is what's going to get you business. And that was kind of something that I had in the back of my mind as well when I was with Keller Williams. Um, And as I started branding myself, I started to realize that that's not the case. Most people are going to work with you no matter what company you're in. Um, So don't let the, the, the fact that this might be a, we might be a new company because we are a relatively new company. Uh, Don't let that stop you from joining if eXp has the resources that you need and is a fit for your business. Um, If you are someone who is self-dependent, if you generate your own business, if people come to you to work with you, then you should be with a company where you retain ownership. If you are giving away money to a broker and that broker is not giving you anything in return, then um, you are doing yourself a disservice. With EXP, you know, what's amazing about it is that we have a cap that we pay, but our cap gets shared up seven levels of of revenue. And that's pretty amazing, especially when you have people that you can look up to for support. I have seven people I can go to for support um, and many, many more. Um, I'm being given a CRM system that costs, normally costs thousands of dollars a year, and I'm being given it for free. Um, I'm being given access to over 80,000 agents through the EXP world. I mean, there, there's so many benefits to this. Um, my commissions are not being spent to pay for an office space that I'm not going to use or to pay for staff that, that I'm never going to see. Um, and so, especially if you're someone that already works from home, um, it's a no brainer.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. I, I think that's a great note to wrap it up on, Brian. We're almost uh, 30 minutes in. I think it's been an awesome episode. Uh, are you going to be at EXP in October? Yes. Yes. Awesome. yes. So if you guys have any questions, reach out to Brian. Everybody's here is happy to field your questions. Um, you know, do your research. Be skeptical of EXP. This is a career change for you, but it can be life changing for your career. And Brian, is there anything that you want to leave the listeners with today as we wrap it up?
2: um yeah um feel free to follow me on social media my instagram is dale properties d-a-l-e properties and uh if anyone ever has questions or anything don't hesitate to reach out
1: i love that brian thank you so much for your time today i look forward to catching up with you in vegas
2: yes for sure
1: Woo. You again brian you okay. Bye.